This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That First of all, Jordan, thanks for joining me on the Football CFB podcast. No problem, not at all. I'd like to start by focusing on your youth in, in football. You had a youth career that led you to Rangers, Hibs and Dunfermline. That's obviously quite a, a complex youth career compared to maybe most boys that have won club. What was that like for yourself? Um, it, it was good, but obviously... Uh, I grew up a Rangers fan, so um, being at Rangers, it was uh, I absolutely loved it. I was in my element. Um, I, I actually I done really well when I was there, um, but for whatever reason they, they decided not to keep me on. I was I, and I was only young, and it, probably like it was like a double blow because it's your your heroes when you're growing up and playing with them, and and then. And then get let go kind of thing, but uh, yeah, I moved on and I, I did have quite a few clubs. Um, and finally, I went to Dunfermline and I kind of settled in there um, and and found my feet and found my way into full time football. When you get your first full time contract, describe that feeling for yourself and your family. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it was. It was buttons that I was on, but it, 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 to me it didn't matter. I was just absolutely delighted to get the opportunity and well, everybody wants to kind of get that full-time contract and, and take it for there. And and thankfully I got it. You mentioned Ed Dunfermline. You come through, you, you won the Under-19 Player of the Year award at Dunfermline and you were doing really well. But before we talk about that, at the age of 16 you make your debut in a friendly against Hearts. What was that like? Yeah, it was brilliant. Obviously, I was still young, very raw. Um, I was, I was really quite skinny. So, I, I remember playing against Christoph Berra and I was coming on. He was a monster. So, um, at, at, at that age, it was, um, it was tough because you hadn't really played any men's football. And I, I think um, when I was acting film, when I went out on loan, and I think that really helped develop me as a player. In terms of the loan spell, we'll come to that now. Obviously, you go on loan for the first time and you go to Clyde. Um, what attracted you to yeah. Clyde in particular? To be honest, um, they wanted to take me. They'd seen me a few times and, and I, I just wanted to go out and loan because I knew I wasn't going to play at Dunfermline. They had quite an experienced team at that time. They were in the in the championship and um, they, they were looking to kind of get back up to the, to the Premier League. Um, and Jim McIntyre, he had a very experienced team, and like there was no way I was kind of going to play in it, which is I I I could understand, even though I was doing well and whatnot, I could I, I could understand. So I just wanted to get some games under my belt and actually experience men's football because you play all like your under nineteen, under twenty one games or whatever, but it's 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 not the same at all. 
In terms of your time at Clyde, this is a story I find absolutely fascinating. Your first senior goal in football, you scored against Livingston in a Scottish Cup tie. But the goal doesn't count because the game gets abandoned due to fog. How raging were you at that? Yeah, I know. I, I remember that. Um, I can't believe it. Because um, obviously, once it got abandoned, I mean, it did have to get abandoned. I remember it. It was, it was the fog was terrible. Uh, but like you say, I was absolutely buzzing to get off the mark, and unfortunately, it didn't count. You, as you say, it doesn't count, and you're frustrated. But you have to wait another wee while. But you eventually get that first senior goal in football against um, Alawa. In a two-each draw. Yeah. Describe scoring a goal in football professionally for the first time. Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I can't really remember what I, I was feeling at the time, but I, I know I would have been absolutely delighted. And uh, obviously, um, I, I, I remember we, we we probably should have won the game, so I was a wee bit disappointed after the game that we didn't win. Uh, but I to, to get the goal, I remember it. I remember it well, and it was it was a great feeling. In terms of being out on loan, what did what did you feel that you learned from being on loan at Clyde? Because a lot of young players now maybe don't go out on loan as much as you'd maybe expect. Did you feel? Would you encourage any young boy at Inverness now to to get out on loan if the opportunity's there and play men's football? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you probably get a wee bit of a reality check. Um, uh, like, don't get me wrong, if you can. If you can, if you're at a, a bigger club and you can come through that club and get games with their first team, then absolutely that's that that's ideal. Yeah. But if you're if you're not playing, if you're kind of on the fringes and not really playing, uh, I would say you, you're better going out alone because um, it, it toughens you up. Um, I, I remember when I went to Clyde, I was like I said, I was, I was really quite skinny. I was quite lightweight. Um, and I always believed in my ability, and the manager at the time it was, uh, uh, was it John McCormick or John. Yeah, John Brown, and then it was Cowboy as well. So um, initially, I, I went there as a striker, but I ended up playing in right midfield because they felt I was just a wee bit too lightweight up top, um, and that was just because I was so young and and whatnot. Um, but they, they they said I'm too good not to play, so they, they put me out in the right. And to be honest, it, it gave me the 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 confidence to go from there. You mentioned two big characters in the game there, who you worked with at Clyde, John Bomber Brown and Cowboy John McCormick. What were they like? And have you got uh, any stories on them? They, they were just old school, but I, I, I always remember. Um, they, they, listen, they were actually really really good guys. If you done something wrong, they. <laughs> Boy, would they tell you? But um, they, they they really did motivate you well. I remember um, my first training session with Clyde, and I went in and I couldn't believe the intensity in the training. It was incredible, and I'd never seen anything like it. Um, obviously, they, they only trained two days a week, and but he, he, he had all the boy, and they were all giving up everything. And it was, I mean, that's what it's all about. He was he was getting he was getting the best out of players. From your time at Clyde, you you go back to Dunfermline, and then you have a few. You have a loan spell again this time at Dumbarton, and then you go back to Clyde for a yeah. second spell. Were those spells ultimately yeah. a wee bit frustrating for you? Uh, yeah, they, they were a wee bit at that, at that time. Obviously, I was getting a wee bit older. I was getting towards eighteen, and I won I I felt I was good enough to 
to maybe not start with Dunfermline, but at least like be involved in the squads and whatnot. And I was kind of in and out uh, of, of, of squads or whatever, but I, I, I never really got the opportunity to play. And to be fair, the, in that, that season, I kind of wanted to get an opportunity. They, they were doing well in the league and they were really pushing for it and they had some really experienced uh, forward players. So as much as it was frustrating for me, I can, from a manager's point of view, I could understand um, why you wouldn't put me in and whatnot. Um, but it's just one of the things you, you only see it through your own eyes. After those loan spells, you ultimately decide to leave Dunfermline and you end up going to Irish football with Jogeda United. How did that move come about and were you excited to go to an Irish team or were well, you looking actually, to stay in what Scotland? Happened, what happened? What happened was that I actually got offered a new deal at Dunfermline and uh, I, I'd never had an agent before and uh, there was this guy who got in contact with me and he was kind of just a like, kind of blowhard agent. Obviously I was young, a wee bit naive and he was saying, oh no, don't sign that, You'll, I'll, I'll get you double that or whatever. So stupidly I kind of believe, believed him because obviously he was talking a great game and um we went holiday because we won the league and everything. And uh, I remember I came back and then I thought, right, I'm going to go and sign my... I'm just going to sign my new deal. And then the manager got back to me and said, listen, the deal's taken off the table. Um, it's basically because the agent was saying that he wanted too much money. And then I think there was another boy that came available because obviously they were going up to the Premier League and basically they used my wage to help fund that as well um, so that was a wee bit a naivety uh, on my behalf but you're young you you, you make mistakes and, and that's how I ended up going over to uh, Ireland You mentioned there obviously the blowhard agent and gives you the wrong advice and ultimately that deal that you had gets taken off the table what advice would you give to any yeah. young boys now who are approached by any agents trying to, to work along with them? Listen, it, it's hard because you you get you get like my agent at the moment. I've been with him for four or five years, and he's excellent. He, he does the very best for me. I I can't ask any more of him. He all he speaks to me all the time, and he, he's good with his players. It just it's it's really difficult because a lot of, a lot of people will go with agents who have got loads of contacts, but they never hear from them kind of thing and then you're, it's a hard it's a hard one I think um, I think agents are good to have um, but it needs to be the right one for yourself and, and everybody's different so um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one because they, they can get you the best deal but they can also just try and get more out of it for them and whatnot but you just got to get somebody you try and trust and that's that's all you can do. From the as we mentioned, you go to Irish football. What was playing over yeah. in Ireland like in the, the crowds? Yeah, it was all right. Um, I was just going over there because I thought I, I, I need to try and get some game time in and um, I hadn't really played too much and and whatnot. So I, I went over there for a, a few months and um, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I'd done well over there and I, I, I did enjoy it. When you were there, although you were enjoying it and you were getting game time, was it always 
your thought, like get a bit of form and get back to Scotland as quickly as possible? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I didn't want to stay there too long. Um, so it was just a case of getting games, getting more experience under my belt and, and kind of taking it from there. When you come back to Scotland, you initially come back to Clyde and then immediately yeah. from going to Clyde, you catch the eye of Stephen Presley, who was at Falkirk. When you get the chance to go yeah. to Falkirk, what did Stephen Presley say to you um, that ended up resulting in you getting an 18-month deal? Well, what happened was that I signed for Clyde like, kind of on an amateur contract and um, I played, I think I played, my first game back I played and done really well and Falkirk had, had a scout because they'd realised that I'd come back so they had a scout at my game and they liked me and then he came, Presley came and watched me again and really liked me um, and basically just, if I remember him phoning me up and he just said he, he really likes the potential I've got and whatnot. <clears throat> um, and to, to be honest, it was a no-brainer because he had been doing well with Falkirk. He, would, he was known for kind of bringing young players through and develop, developing them. Um, so it was, for, for me, it was a no-brainer. Obviously, Stephen Presley's a, a big name in Scottish football. Obviously, Hearts yeah. legend, played at Celtic, played down south, managed there too. What was he like to work with as a person and as a coach? Um, well, it's it's difficult because how it ended with Stephen Presley is I, I, I wasn't happy with the way I was treated in the end. Um, I thought for somebody like who'd been in the game for years to treat somebody like that was um, was quite bad. However, I have to say I think. Um, one thing I definitely remember with Stephen Presley is I really enjoyed his training. I, could, I, could, I, I, I think he's a good manager. I think he does. He motivates you well. I think he does. He, he tries to get the best out of you. Um, but unfortunately, I was just. Um, it, I was just the, the the club wanted rid of me, and you know what football's like. Sometimes when that happens, then. It, Maybe the manager's under pressure to get rid of players and everything. So that that that's just football. People act out, and there's nothing you can really do about it. But in terms of the football and the, the training and all the coaching staff there, they, they were they were really good. You mentioned obviously the fact that the 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 time at Falkirk didn't end the way you wanted it to, and as we mentioned, you signed yeah. a, you signed an eighteen month contract there, but they got rid of you kind of in the first year and. Does that really annoy you in the sense that when a club gives you an 18 month deal and you feel that you're doing well, you believe that you deserve the chance to prove yourself for that 18 months? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, you, you've got to get a bit of luck in football as well. When I went there, they had um, the boy Farid El who scored about 35 goals for them and he was flying. So initially, the first six, six months that I was there, I wasn't expecting to play too much. Because uh, he was doing, he was doing excellent. He was an experienced player, and then they brought Lyle Taylor up, who <laughs> came on trial. He, he, he impressed, and he, he just hit the ground running. And at the end of the day, like there's there's no too much you could do. He he scored another thirty odd goals as well, and um, I mean he's playing down in the Championship in England now, and he, he, he's scoring goals there. Do you know? So sometimes you need that wee bit of luck. To go for you. Unfortunately, I didn't get it at Falkirk, and then I was surplus to requirements. 
when you are surplus to requirements, how tough is that to take as a footballer? It's hard, but I mean, I've I, I already had quite a few knockbacks, and to be honest, I was in the end that Falkirk I was just wanting out. Um, they were doing the same to me to another boy, and he just said, "No, I'll just sit in my contract um, to the end of the season, get my money, and, and and take it." He wasn't bothered about no playing, and like they ended up, they made us train ourselves at like three at half three in the afternoon and all that, like stuff like that, um, just to try and like. Um, annoy us and try to get us to bite and I was just like you know I can't do this because I, I was out and at Stirling Albion as well at the time and I thought you know I'm better just getting out of this because it's not going to be good for my kind of mental state You obviously um, as you mentioned there you go to Stirling Albion initially on loan and then you end up signing on there and you played for Stirling at a time when when um, when Rangers were down the divisions What what was that like? Yeah it was brilliant, obviously, um, as a Rangers fan, I was gutted that they were down there, but to, to play against them, um, obviously, I remember we beat them, but yeah. it's, it is a wee bit bittersweet because we beat them, but, I mean, it's it wasn't the Rangers of old kind of thing, you know, it was it was a much weaker team than, than they've had in previous years or, or they've got now, you know, but... Still, the, the, the achievement for us was, was magnificent. Your time at Stirling Albion is the most prolific spell of your career so far in the sense that you were scoring goals for fun, you scored your first senior hat-trick at the club, um, they, yeah. you, you played for them and they got a 9-1 victory, the biggest league win in their history. You were absolutely on fire there. Yeah. Is that a time you look back with, with sheer fondness? No, absolutely. I think uh, I, I loved it there. I was... The, the manager and the, the, the staff there, they, they loved me and I think I was kind of like the, the main man there and like you, when you are that at a club and you, you, you're confident, it's like you're walking cloud nine, it's like um, you can't do anything wrong so you don't feel like the fans are all on your side, the manager's on the side, the, the board are on your side, you know, you, you, you've got no pressure on you. Really, and you're, you're young and enthusiastic, and it just makes a lot of difference. It makes your time at Stirling, you won um, plenty of trophies in terms of individual trophies, players' player of the year, club player of the year, top scorer. You did those trophies two yeah. years in a row. How proud did that make you? Yeah, it was brilliant. Obviously, um, I, I felt like, like I say, I, I felt free when I was playing when I was there. There was Obviously, there was pressure because we wanted to there was playoffs and we wanted to get promoted and whatnot. But I I felt like I had the backing of everybody at the club, um, so it was all, when it's like that, it's so much easier. When you were at Stirling, Jordan, were you part time? Yes, I was. And being part time, having been used to full time football, was that a big change for you? Yeah, it was, but it was it wasn't too bad. I was I was always. Um, I, I I was always kind of active anyway in the days that I wasn't training and that. So it was. It, I mean, it's not something that I would I want to do, but at the same time, um, I was still living in, in my house and and whatnot. I didn't really have too many responsibilities, so I could kind of get away with it. And staying on that part-time element, obviously, if there is a player who gets released from a full-time club in the Championship or whatever. Um, now they might feel it's the end of the world. Having from, from your experience, having went to Stirling Albion and done so well at part-time level, and then get back even stronger at full-time level, 
would you advise anyone that gets released from full time to not be scared of part time and go for it? No, you've got to, you've got to go for it. I um, I think um, sorry, um, I think it's it's all about playing games and, and getting minutes under your belt. You don't want to be you don't want, you, you might get a full time team coming for you, but you're not going to play too much. Um, you, you maybe they get a part time team that you'll play every week, and that might be. That might have been a better option. Um, and for me, that was certainly the case. In terms of uh, like Sterling, as I say, it was a, a spell you were on fire. The fans loved your management team. You've got the individual trophies to prove it, as well as the goal-scoring records as well. And then Livingston come calling. Was that a chance to get A, back to, to full-time football, and B, just have another chance to prove yourself at a different club? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Livingston, they're always a good club. I, um, I admired Livingston when I was playing against them, the way they played and all that. Um, and absolutely, it was just a chance to get back in full time. Um, I wasn't too bothered about how much I was getting paid and all that. So I, I was just happy to get back in full time. Um, and that was that was kind of thanks to Stirling Albion that I, that I got that. In that first season, you're at Livingston, obviously your manager was was um, John McGlynn. What was he like John to work McGlynn. with? Because he's doing incredibly well at Wraith now. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, I've, get, I've not got a bad word to say about John McGlynn, I have to say. I think he's uh, his work rate as a manager is incredible. Um, I mean, sometimes he, he would probably work too hard if anything. Um He'd go into a lot of detail and stuff, but he, he would always try and help you. And I, I, when he uh, when he got sacked, I was I was gutted for him because I, I really liked him as a manager, and I, th- I thought it was a bit harsh. Um, so I didn't think we were actually doing too bad. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's, football's a cruel a cruel game. You mentioned there the fact that John McGlynn gets sacked. Whenever in, whenever a manager gets sacked. How did the dressing room react to that in terms of, is it sad to see him go, but also just always keeping an eye on who's coming next, or ultimately because football... Because oh, sorry. If, you're not play, if you're not playing, a lot of boys will, might be happy, might raise their game a bit once the manager's gone. Um, but at the same time, if a manager gets sacked, that means the team's not doing well and the players aren't performing, so it's... It's, you never want to see a manager get sacked at all. Uh, you want to be in a team where the manager's stable all the time because then you know you're doing something right. Um, and obviously, the, like, the manager's going to be on the job. In your first season at Livingston, you get to the final of the Challenge Cup and you ultimately win that game 4-0 to, to win yeah. a major trophy. What's it like winning a yeah. trophy like the Challenge Cup? Yeah, listen, it doesn't matter what cup it is. Um, that was the second time I'd won that, so because I, I was on the bench for Falkirk um, when they won it, um, and then to actually be much more involved and, and win it, it was it was really good. Eh? In terms of the games itself, leading up to the final and in the final itself, you played a big role in helping Livingston basically win that trophy, so do you look back in that yeah. way a men's pride, obviously considering that you were on the bench, as you say, at Falkirk the first time you won the trophy, but the second time yeah. with Livingston, you play a big role and you even score a brace in the final? Yeah, 
No, it was it was brilliant. That's uh, I've always you you, you got to you got to enjoy the the highs when they're there because in football there's not many of them. I, I tell you that. Um, so you got to treasure them, no matter what. Doesn't matter what cup it is. Um, you you want to win it. In terms of Livingston as well, we went there from winning the high of winning a trophy, and now we'll go to the fact that the club was battling relegation. Now, talk me through the game against Cowdenbeath, where the club are losing the game, twenty five minutes to go. Most fans are feeling really pessimistic, and you score two goals to basically save Livingston's save Livingston's bacon that day. And most fans credit you with saving their season with that performance. Yeah, I think. Um... That game, I, I remember it well. We were, like you say, we, we were all over them, and then they, they kind of counterattacked, and they, they got a deflected goal, and you just felt like it wasn't going your way. And then um, I think um, we made a sub. I think um, maybe Miles Hipplight come on and just gave us that wee bit extra um, on the left hand side, and he put a cross in for the first one, and I was right in the middle to put it away. And, and then from there it was all us and we were piling on the pressure and thankfully I managed to get the, the second goal. Your time at Livingston, like your time at Stirling, was very prolific and again you did individual awards, Players Player of the Year, top scorer, goal of the season. You were also named club captain. Yeah. What was that responsibility like for you? It was brilliant. Um, obviously it was, uh, it was excellent. My, my big mate Becky, he was obviously the captain before that and um, obviously what happened to him and whatnot. so in that respect it was it was it wasn't the best feeling like taking the captaincy off in that kind of way but um, it was it was amazing and like I say it kind of reminded me of when I was back at Stirling Albion and you had the full kind of confidence of the fans the, the coaching staff and, and all the players around about you and you, you just felt like you can, you could kind of beat anybody. How do you look back in your time at Livingston? Because it was a time where you were really playing some of the best football of your career so far. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved it. I think um, there was ups and downs. Don't get me wrong, but in the end, I loved it. And I think um, I don't think we deserved to go down the season that we did, um, but that, that that's football and. I, I, I really enjoyed my time there I really did From Livingston you move on to Wrexham and when you joined Wrexham you described it at the time as a very easy decision to make what attracted you to Wrexham? Uh, they're a massive club I think they, they deserve to be back in the in the football league um, the, the fans there are setting to none like you, you'll not get too many like you, you look at the the fan base they've got it's incredible um, I didn't realise it was as much until I went down there um, and it's a club that's again got potential and I was looking forward to going down there and hit the ground running As you say you wanted to go down and hit the ground running during pre-season though you were hospitalised and you had a problem with your, your bloodstream at the time and the manager Gary yeah. Mills said you were more or less left Paralysed by the problem for a long time. How tough was that physically and mentally, having got the move down there and wanting to start all guns blazing? Yeah, it was it was horrific because I've never ever had any type of injury. 
and then it was more like an illness that sent me back. I didn't realise how far it would set me back, um, but it was it was tough. I. In terms of getting through that time, was there ever a time where, because of how tough it was, you thought of giving up, or were you always determined to get back fitter and better than ever? No, if you no. Could? I, I, to be honest, I never thought of giving up. But uh, all I was thinking is how quick I can get back. And when I look back on it, I think I came, I came back too soon. Um, and maybe that's why I never kind of stayed at Wrexham after that. When you come back, obviously following following any injury, in your case, case illness, have you yeah. always got a slight worry that you're not going to be, be the player you once were, or do you just have to try and block that out and get back to what you do best? I think I think um, it's a hard one because when the when I came back, um, there was a lot of expectation and. Th- the team weren't doing too well so it's not as if I was coming back into a winning team where everybody's flying so you had a lot of pressure on yourself and I remember when I, one of the first things I'd done was miss a penalty and I was just I was probably too eager to get back and for about three months I was still kind of going through pain when I came back and it wasn't until like the last kind of couple of months of the season where I actually started one of the games you played at Wrexham which I'm interested to ask about is you played at centre half for one of the games what was that like? yeah yeah it was alright it was quite easy actually um, <laughs> uh, I, remember, I remember that well and it was there uh, a few centre halves injured and the, the manager just asked me to play there um, and I did I felt comfortable there and it, it was like I say, I, I felt it was quite easy. I just kind of strolled through the game and, and whatnot. So, aye, it was all right. In terms of your experience of that game at centre-half, if any of your centre-halves at Inverness or any clubs you've been at now, um, or, sorry, before, do you ever use that against them, saying, oh, stop moaning, I've played there, it was easy? Ah, well, I, no, really. I, to be fair, um, I, I probably just had an easy game. Um well, I, I remember I was control for a lot of the games, so I maybe didn't get tested as much as as, as much as the opposition would have liked. So I'll, I'll maybe get got away with it. You mentioned there, obviously, Exxon was ultimately disappointing for a, a multitude of reasons, but a lot of people maybe forget you still finished the the club's uh, top goal scorer for that season, and ultimately you end up moving on to Barrow. Was was staying in England what you wanted to do at that time in your career? To be honest, I wanted to stay at Wrexham. Um, that was my first choice. I wanted to stay there, I think, because um, I wanted to show the fans. Because I think near the end of the season, the, 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 the fans got to see what I was all about and how well I can do. And um, I wanted to stay there and, and help them try and get promoted. But obviously, there was a new manager and he just had his own ideas and whatnot, and that's football again. So I had to move on. When you go to Barrow, as you say, Wrexham was your first choice. Did did Barrow when you went there? Were you as enthusiastic about going to Barrow as you maybe would have been if if you stayed at Wrexham? I was probably a wee bit more desperate in terms of I just wanted to get uh, something sorted and. Uh, and I mean, they, they offered me more money than I was on at Wrexham. Um, so 
it was just a kind of no-brainer. And it was, to be honest, it's the first time I've kind of went because of the, because I was getting more money. Um, and to be honest, it wasn't the best decision. In terms of life in England in the National League, is it very physical compared to Scottish football or is it kind of the same in terms of physicality? Uh, no, it, it, there's a lot more bigger guys. So it's, it is, I would say it's more physical, but um, I'd say up here it's, there's more technical players. Um, although like, it's like you play against Libby, um near nothing there, it's, it's like that every week. So that's the kind of game, it's just percentage football and don't get me wrong, there are some very good players as well, but uh, a lot of it is percentage football and um so that's if if you're in a struggling team it can be it can be tough. A frustrating time in England is is it comes to an end when you when you leave Barrow and Inverness Cali, Thistle who you're at now come in for you, was John Robertson a big attraction about coming to Inverness? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we could see the job he done in the first season. Like, um, I think when he came in, he only had about maybe two weeks to get players in and jail players together. So I remember they started off slow, but they they, they picked up towards the end of the, that that season. They they done really well and won the cup and whatnot. So it was a big, big attraction. Yeah. John Robertson from the outside looking in seems like a guy who likes a laugh and a joke, but obviously takes football seriously. Is that a fair enough reflection of John? Yeah, absolutely. He's a winner. He wants to win. Um, he, he hates getting beat. Um, he'll be in a mood any time you get beat. He'll, he'll, know, he'll, he'll let us know and he'll not be happy. Um, but that, that's just him. He's, he, he's a winner. He, always, he wants to win every game, no matter who it's against. And... Um, I think that's that's probably why we do so well as well. See, he's a striker, Jordan, playing under a guy like John Robertson. Is he harsher on strikers because he was a top striker himself, or is he more understanding he because is. of that? No, he, he probably is harsher, yeah. Um, he, he, expects, he expects a lot, and I, I, I don't mind that at all. Um, I think uh, a, a lot of things came very natural to him, and like he, he, um, his record speaks for itself. You can't argue with that. So, um, no, it's good. It's good to have him there. During your spell with the club, you scored your hundredth career goal against Ross County in two thousand and eighteen. At the end of two thousand and eighteen, how proud is that to look back on and think you've scored a hundred league goals in Ireland, Scotland, and of course, same England. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um. I was just delighted to, to get it. Sometimes you have the the marks and you know you're going to get it eventually, but it can drag on, but I got it quite quickly. Um, and it was just because it was against Ross County as well, it made it a wee bit sweeter as well. <clears throat> In terms of those games against Ross County, a lot of people see that as a kind of friendly type rivalry, but is it more fierce than maybe fans think it is from the outside? Um, I, I, I think it is. Like, it's... it's it's, I don't think there's much love lost between the two sets of fans so um, th- it was always good atmospheres and it was always fiery games so no, I enjoyed playing them last season In terms of your job as a striker is that the sort of game when the fixture list comes out as a striker you're looking at that right away going that's the game I want to be a match winner in? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, to be honest, every game that is like that, but like you say, you do get your, your games that you kind of look for in the diary and, and look forward to. See, in terms of joining Inverness, this is a question. I spoke to Stephen Ferguson, the Ross County co-manager, and I said to him, what's recruitment like? And he said it can be quite difficult getting people to come up and live at this this kind of neck of the woods, obviously Dingwall, Inverness. Uh-huh. Was that something that you took really seriously in terms of researching before you went, maybe speaking to boys who you knew who'd been there, or were you just up for the challenge right away, regardless of location? Uh, to be honest, I was just up for the challenge. Um... I wasn't too bothered where it was. I, I wanted to come back up the road, and and obviously they came calling. It's the, the, they're a good club to be at, you know. So I was I was happy to just go along with it. Your time at Inverness so far has been been very good. You've you've scored goals, and I've watched you obviously live. I'm based in Greenock. I attend Capital regularly, and every time yeah. you've come down, it's you're a player who. The fans around us, we always just think, oh no, here we go, he's going to get a goal against us or he's going to hold something up and bring something into play. How would you sum up your yeah. time in Inverness? Oh, it's been good. Um, obviously, I've, I've played a lot, so it, it, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. But um, Obviously, it was disappointing last, the way last season ended, but we've done really well. and um, We've got a really big couple of months coming up because some really good games and there's going to be the playoff games as well, so um, no, I'm really looking forward to it. In terms of this season, you've as you've said there, it's it's been a season that's that's big for the club. Obviously, last season, as you say, ended maybe not in the way that the club wanted it to, but it was still a good season overall. And this season is the aim just to secure those playoff places and just push for promotion again. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think getting second in the league is a first priority. Um, I think that makes a big difference when you don't need to play the extra playoff game. That's maybe where we came up short the last time. It was just the fatigue hit in and a wee bit of luck as well against us and and that's what killed us. But um, I think the the second place is where we want to be at least um, at the end of the season. I'm interested to ask you, Jordan, from a player's point of view now, as a football fan, my thoughts in the playoffs are they're a good thing, but what really annoys me about the playoff is I feel that it's just far too in favour of the Premiership team because, as you say, if you finish fourth, you've got so many games to play before you even get your hands in the Premiership team. So how, what's that like from a player's yeah. perspective? I think it's a hard one because they're obviously trying to protect the Premier, Premier League a wee bit. Um, but, I mean, every other playoffs in Scotland... The, the second bottom team plays the team that's fourth yep. in the, the league below and they both have and then obviously second and third play and then the winners of that play each other um, so I think they probably just try to protect the league a bit uh, because it, it's they, they, they want the bigger teams in the Premier League um, but it is what it is. You just need to go on with it. You know what it is, and um, at the end of the day, if you if you if you're playing a two two one-off games against a Premier League side, then you just got to be at your best. You mentioned the fact this season the aims to at least finish second. And the United obviously are flying in the division, but you've also got a cup final to look forward to um, against Wraith Rovers. What, how are you feeling getting into that? Yeah, it's brilliant. I think. Um, we got to 
round about this stage last season, um, after we beat down the United in the Scottish Cup, and um, we were in a Scottish Cup semi-final, and we had the playoffs coming up, there was a lot to look forward to. Like I said, it didn't work out the way we wanted, but I mean, the, again, we're in a quarter-final of the Scottish Cup, we're in the final of the Challenge Cup, and we're second in the league, so there's a lot to look forward to, but with that as well, it comes a wee bit of pressure and to see if we can go and, and do better than we did last season. Last question before I move on to around a quickfire, Jordan, is in terms of the future for yourself, you turned 29 in February this year, you've just, sorry, you've just turned... 28, sorry, um, sorry, you've just done 28 this year and I'm interested to ask that obviously you're still very young in regards that you've got plenty of years ahead of you but looking ahead to ambitions for the future, is coaching something you're thinking about further down the line and are you just looking over the next few I, years to score as many goals as you can? Yeah, absolutely. I think it is something that I want to kind of get into. Um, I've still got a few years probably yet but you're as well starting it when you can. Um so it is something I'm looking forward to. But at the moment, I'm just mainly concentrating just on the football and, and trying to do do the business for, for Inverness. In terms of the quickfire questions, first question for you is, who were your football heroes growing up? Um, George Alberts, Paul Gascoigne. And in terms of going to Ibrooks to watch those guys live, was that just an absolute joy and a privilege as a youngster? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Take it for granted that the players that I've seen grown up. Um, I think the players that we've got now, they're good, but the, the calibre back then, both Rangers and Celtic, was, was incredible. What about the best players you've played with? Um, it's a hard one, I think. Um, I can, to be honest, I, I can't really tell off the top of my head, but you, you get a lot of We've got a lot of really like um, talented players, but they maybe don't work as hard. But um, you get a lot of players who maybe don't have that quite the ability, but their, their work rate's incredible. Um, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure the best player I've played with. I, I can't even I can't even think of them all. But there's, there's been a good few. In terms of best players you've played against. Um, players I played against. I remember playing against Paddy McCourt. He was he was unbelievable. That was <laughs> in a friendly against Celtic. Um he was good. I was like so um I remember coming on for Falkirk against Celtic and Wanyama and uh, I think Van Dyke were maybe playing. Uh players like that just incredible. In terms of your career in Scotland, has there been a centre-half or a pairing at centre-half who you found really tough to battle with that maybe fans wouldn't be aware of? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, obviously, I've, I have had tough battles and whatnot, but like there's, I fancy my chances against most of them, but um, even if I don't get the better of them, then I'm still, still confident in myself. What about the best manager of your career so far? Um, it's a hard, it's a hard one. I've actually, I, I have been quite lucky. Um, in terms of managers, I had, but I really liked, like I say, John McGlynn. I really liked him. Um, I liked um, even Craig McDonald at Stirling Albion. He was good. Um, Big Hoppy, who's at 
Martin now he was excellent for me, and then obviously John Robertson he's been he's been brilliant for me. So I I I can pick just one out. Um, I, I I've had some really good managers, I have to say. In terms of captains that you've had at clubs, has there been one captain or a couple of captains in particular that you look at as being the most inspirational leaders? Um, trying to think of all the captains I had. Um, um, it's a it's a hard one again. Um, I can't really remember when I was when I was younger and more at Clyde and whatnot. Um, obviously. Carlo the now at a good leader, a good um good player to have in the dressing room. Um and obviously when I was at Livingston obviously it was my, it was my best mate that was captain, so I can't really see him. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not too sure in that one. In terms of yourself, Jordan, obviously you're six foot four, you're a you're a big, strong, powerful striker, but do you see yourself as much more than just a target man? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, because of my height, a lot of people think I'm just going to be a head and a stick kind of thing. Um, but I'm I'm probably better with the ball at my feet than I am in the air. So believe it or not. So um, that's not to say I'm not decent in the air, but um, no, I definitely I, I do really like the ball at my feet. Last question for you is: If you could pick one manager in modern football, Pep Guardiola, Mourinho, Klopp, whoever it may be, to play for, who would you pick and why? I think at this moment, I think before I would have said Mourinho because I've always loved Mourinho, but at this moment it would it would either be Klopp or Pep. Um, I, I'm going to say Klopp just because how well Liverpool doing at the moment um, I think you can just see he just gets the best out of every single player I think um, the, the relationship he, he creates with the players the fans the coaches is, is incredible and, and I think uh, Guardiola is pretty much pretty similar as well so between the two just at the moment I think Last thing I'd like to say, Jordan, is thanks for joining me in the Football CFB podcast. I wish you and Inverness all no the best problem. for the rest of the season and hopefully the Challenge Cup final goes well for you. Cheers, Calm Top Man. So we'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be open They'll be filled with song, they'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the ocean I'll make her